Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say I have Fernando here with us, who is a human-centered designer very good. and innovator. How, Thanks, you doing, how are you doing, Fernando? Yeah, great, buddy. Fernando, can you start off by telling everyone a sure, little absolutely. bit about yourself? And so your I think the, the first thing I would say is that um, as Mauro Bocchini, Chief Design Officer of Pepsi-Cola says, I, am, um, I believe I am a, an ambassador for the human beings. Um, so that means, um, I mean, in, in, in a business environment, I work as a service designer. And really, the main thing I do is take a human-centered perspective, open up the organization, look at everything that <clears throat> comprises it, the different actors, the systems, the process, all the components, and try to tailor it as much as possible to the, to the people, to the users who are actually receiving those services and products. And being service designer can be a little bit complex, but I'd like to share with you some key concepts that I think describe it quite nicely. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, there's a Please, few yeah. key aspects. So one of them is being able to have a holistic view. So that means um, looking broadly at the organization and seeing where the connections and the nodes between the, the, the different nodes are. And then also having the ability to zoom in and zoom out, looking at things very closely, but also being able to take a, a step back and having a broader perspective. Um, also the, the concept of backend and frontend, trying to remove um, all the complexity in the frontend and add it to the backend so that it's a seamless experience for the users. Um, simplification is also a big one. So, you know, these days companies have such intricate systems and it's really about making things um, leaner for for the people who are using the services and last but not least one of the concepts i'd like to highlight is this um this idea of co-design so whether multidisciplinary cooperation between um workers from different backgrounds so whether that's it whether that's the project managers um just bringing everybody together to in service of the the humans and, and the clients. Love that. What skills? Um, what would you say is your main strength then, Fernando? Like what what separates your work? And yeah. So how you from a to professional um, point of view, I think I'm very knowledgeable in terms of uh, design thinking, which is really the foundation, the basis of uh, service design, and it goes through different stages. So it moves from research, which is really all about understanding the people's needs, wants, behaviors, and attitudes, all the way to um, defining the actual problem, the ideation of the solutions of the problems you found, prototyping and testing. And that is made up of, of a number of different techniques you can use. So th these are very designy words, but things like... Um, like interviews, benchmarks, surveys, journey mapping, um, service blueprints, personas, empathy maps, affinity diagrams, 
prototyping, testing. So these are all the kind of things we would use on a daily basis to 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 deliver on on the design thinking methodology. Brilliant. And I suppose for anyone listening, is there any kind of UX or design approaches that you'd recommend to to businesses or any pitfalls you've seen that make you think, okay, this is being done incorrectly? Is what what do you see as the common denominator there? So I think um for example one one of the one of the pitfalls um which which generates pain points derives from the fact that um often companies will work in silos um so you know they won't the different teams won't talk to each other um they'll use different channels they'll have different information there's no alignment in that regard so that means that the that the clients will will often notice that will often notice a disconnect between the different departments and that uh, that also in addition to generating a worse experience it also sends the wrong message about the about the company because it looks like we're not working as closely together as we should yeah that's really well answered and is there any kind of campaign work or anything that you're really proud yeah. of that you'd so like to talk about with us i think a, a really cool one was when i worked in the insurance in the insurance industry um it we were tasked that tasked with defining the omni-channel strategy and what that means is that the company had the ambition to communicate uh, to the clients in the same way that they communicated to them so that means that the same channels uh, same type of tone um being able to answer their queries efficiently and so in order to deliver on that, I had to kind of open up the company, look at all the different systems, processes, actors, channels, touch points, uh, different roles, and see how that all kind of came together, um, which was <laughs> really crazy because you can imagine in a big company, it just goes just about anywhere. Um, so I, in order to kind of um, surface that complexity and mold it in some kind of framework, I came up with this idea of a Rubik's Cube. Um, it's, it's a little bit abstract, but I envision the different touch points as the little squares that comprise the Rubik's Cube, and then the colored walls as channels, and then especially the, the mechanism inside which rotates the Rubik's Cube that represented the omni-channel, the capacity to be 360, turn and adapt to, to satisfy the, the client's expectations. Brilliant. Yeah, really well answered. And is there any particular system or platform you use to bring in all the different omni-channel areas into? So, I mean, there's there's a number of of different tools um, we we use, and I, I try not to get too hung up on on the tools because I try to make the design drive tools rather than the other way around. But just about, for example, Visio for the process in themselves. I think Miro and Mural very famous, very popular, are really good at helping you visualizing, especially everything at once. Um, because if you have things in separate folders, then you're not aware about how things connect. So being able to see everything at once in real time with colleagues is, is excellent. Um, and definitely things like Figma when it comes to prototyping and, and driving those and creating those beautiful interfaces 
that's really um, the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's brilliant. And uh, is there any particular softwares that you use for yourself, like tools on your computer or anything? You've obviously mentioned processors, Miro, and and things like that. But is there any particular software? Yes, I think to, to um, Figma is is really is really powerful. I think it's come a, a long way. I mean, you have others such as Envision or Sketch. I think Figma just keeps updating and it, it has so many properties that you can go into so much detail and and be able to visualize those those um different representations. And yeah, tell me a little bit more about Figma for anyone unfamiliar can you tell us just a little bit of breakdown of what figma is and how businesses yeah, might so, be able to use it i mean before i think it's it's kind of it also goes back to agile methodology whereby um and design, design methodology some design principles which is before you inv- yeah as a company before you invest for example in creating a website or yeah. a digital product or uh, an app of, of any sort it's 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 really important to get an idea of what that looks like um, and be able to test it with users early on so that if there are any problems, you can make modifications as quickly as possible and really um, deliver on what the, the, the customers are expecting from your product or service. So Figma will allow you to actually make the designs firstly with the wireframes, what's called low fidelity, you know, just some quick sketches to get an idea of of what the interface is going to look like and if we're talking in a on online uh, project and then as you move forward as you do more iterations being able to modify and refine and and create the more sophisticated um, design on, on figma so allow you to go all the way from your basic wireframes to uh, prototyping where you can actually click and see all the designs and how it works before you go into implementation and talk to the software and, and start building the thing. Love it. And uh, is there any particular areas or place you go? Yeah, so I insights? think um, luckily there's just so many, so many good sources out there. So one of my favorite um, designers since the beginning is, is, is Mauro Borcini, chief design. So, and he'll, he'll put a lot of content up there and he just, so passionate about the discipline and he's, he's, he's really inspiring. So he, he'll be one of my go-to, but there's just so many things, you know, the design community is growing and growing fast. There's so many books for me. This is service design thinking and service design doing is really the Bible, the manual for anybody who's looking to get into service design. But I mean, anywhere has the potential for inspiration. So you can go to a shop, whether that's a gas station, a museum, um, just about anywhere, really. And you can, if you have that human centric perspective, you can start to think you can, you can see where things are falling short in terms of the customer experience. So, you know, Sam Walton, um, for example, you know, the, the founder of, of Walmart, he had the com- a global conference with all his employees and he told them, look, when people go through the door, smile. And it's such a small thing, but it's such a powerful thing. And I'm always surprised when companies invest millions and millions and then they fail in the most basic things, you know, whether that is poor communication, the people don't understand 
um, what what the service um, will do for them, what it looks like, or whether that is um, when they're going to receive certain products. It just I find it really astonishing because it's it's really quite simple to get it right if you're just constantly thinking about the the customers and the people. Yeah, that's so well said <laughs> as well. Love that Walmart um, example. And uh, you yourself for a second, Fernando, is there any areas you're looking to upskill into and, and learn more? Yeah, about? so, I mean, in, in my case, in terms of soft skills, I'm really eager to learn more actually about storytelling and sales. That's probably not the answer you were expecting, but I think it's really important for us as designers to to explain the value we, we bring to the table. And it's it's quite it's quite a new discipline. So a, lo- a lot of people end up be familiar with what we do, but being able to explain things and show the results and the visuals and the, and the value we can bring is is really important. And in terms of hard skills, there's uh, it's just a lifelong learning. Really, but for example, UI is something I'm interested in, um, and that's just one of the many areas that comprises uh, design. Love it. And uh, let's talk the the industry as a whole, the digital industry. Um, is there anything that you see coming in the future that you want to talk about? Anything you're keeping an eye on that you think is going to be quite a big impact to your industry or yeah, the wider so industry? So I think one of the areas which is really growing um, is example, in the financial industry, which I work in, but also um, just, just generally is the whole vulnerable customers, vulnerable people, uh, you know, people who have these capacities, whether that's that where they have difficulties reading, listening, um, or mobility. It's 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 not only morally necessary for us to take them into consideration, but it's becoming more and more um, clear that it's going to be a, a a legal mandate. So that means that. Yeah, there's just no choice. You have to think about these these vulnerable clients, um, but also, um, I think that you know, there's with with the with with AI, for example, um, now you're seeing the ability to recognize facial expression. So that's that just takes empathy to the whole new level. You know, it's it's not only being able to put in get into the shoes, but also actually read okay. the facial expressions to see if they're comfortable or not with the service you're delivering. But then, you know, voice recognition is also a big one, for instance, because we're more and more used to giving voice commands. And that means um, that you also have to design for that. You know, you have to think about the scripts, you have to think about the tone, and that's just gonna, going to keep growing in the future. I'm not in, yeah, I, it's, it's so hard to forecast the future, but I think those areas are very promising. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And lastly, Fernando, we always end the show on this question, trying to understand yourself as a person a little bit more. Um, if you could boil up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others, um, what would that be and, and yeah. why? So I think it's probably a combination between um, being empathetic and, and being creative. Uh, I think once... When I actually started doing my 
my masters and different courses mm -hmm. I, I engaged in, I realized that the people who are interested in design share those share those qualities because you have to really be able to um, dig deep into the people's feelings, um, but also have the creativity and the boldness to come up with with new solutions and innovative innovative ways of of improving the services and, and products. Yeah, what what a great answer. Um, Fernando, if anyone wants to reach out to you, I'm sure they will, especially when it comes to the complexities of building complete design systems. Um, how yeah, can so they get in touch? Look, uh, look me up in LinkedIn, it's probably an easy way. Um, look for Fernando Pascual, um, Bank of Ireland. Uh, I think I'm the only one. <laughs> so you probably find it easy to, <laughs> to, to find me. Yeah. Brilliant. Fernando, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks everyone for watching in, watching thanks and listening. Time. Pleasure. Thanks all. Being here. Take care. Cheers, buddy.